Welcome to Cybersecurity Business. I'm your host, Kevin Poucher, the COO of KLogix. In our podcast, we typically interview CISOs and other security leaders and experts to hear their advice on the business of information security. The podcast gives our listeners actionable takeaways to help them increase the effectiveness of their own security program. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. This is a first for the KLogix podcast. We are sitting down with a KLogix employee who happens to be an expert in the field of identity, and her name is Sydney Solomon. In this episode, we will make sense of the IAM marketplace and discuss top trends from Sydney's perspective as a research specialist and expert. So Sydney comes at this for from two different perspectives. First, she has spent quite a while knee-deep researching the space, all of the tenants that fall under identity and the technologies that are coupled with those tenants as well from both a past, present, and future perspective. Additionally, Sydney has led customer-facing consulting engagements with many enterprise customers in various stages of their identity journey. So Sydney, thrilled to have you on today and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kevin. Excited to be here talking about identity. Good. So Sydney, let's start with going into the Wayback Machine and uh, think back to when you were first uh, diving into this identity space and talk about how you got started and what was your approach to research? Sure. Well, customers were coming to us asking us questions about IAM, and we started to look deeper under the hood of IAM, and we realized it was a pretty complicated space, particularly from a technology standpoint. Uh, so you had vendors offering functionality to solve different problems within the identity space, and then vendors solving different problems even had overlapping functionality. So that's when I got put on the case to do research and help our customers um, find meaningful, uh, make meaningful IAM decisions when it came to picking an IAM technology. Um, my approach to research, I like to take a top-down approach. So what this means is that before writing technical requirements to put into our identity database, I first wanted to understand the big picture of IAM. So where was IAM in the past? Where is it today? And where is it going? And then I also wanted to understand the drivers for acquiring a particular vendor in the identity space. Um, and then all of this really helped inform the questions that I asked when having demonstrations with vendors. Um, it helped me understand how, uh, how the, tech, the technological functionality that the vendor should have versus what they do have. And then being able to compare the vendor specific roadmap to where the identity market space is going. Um, and all of that information is now in our identity database. So when you talk about IAM, let's define it for a moment, because when I talk to people, I tend to get very different understandings of, of what they mean when they say IAM. So how do you define IAM? I would define IAM. First, the acronym stands for um, um, Identity and Access Management. Um, and I would define it as a collection of policies, procedures, and technologies that help ensure the right users have the right access to company assets, and then that users do not have more access than they need. Okay. So in your opinion, and based on 
you know, what you've seen as a consultant and what you've seen um, in your research. Is IAM a top priority right now for organizations? Absolutely, I think it is. And there's lots of reasons for this. The first reason that comes to mind is COVID-19 and the acceleration of remote work. So now companies need to verify and manage identities across locations. And this has really lifted support for IAM initiatives within the company and helped uh, create recognition across the company that it's important to have a strong IAM infrastructure. Um, another reason why IAM is a top priority right now for organizations, I think is cloud adoption. Organizations are moving to the cloud and they now need to deal with the proliferation of identities in the cloud ecosystems. And IAM solutions are going to help organizations do that. For example, a privilege access management solution is going to be an important part of helping organizations manage privileges in a multi-cloud environment. Um, and you know, another reason for why this is a top priority right now is simply the realities of the existing threat landscape. Um, individual identities are a threat vector. Hackers have a high success rate when it comes to compromising credentials and a mature IAM program with strong access management capabilities is gonna help fortify companies against credential theft. So, so that's a mouthful of information, which makes me think about goals, right? As, as a, mm -hmm. uh, a research expert, what are your goals from a research perspective? How do you focus? Sure, so my primary goal and why I got started with this research is to help our customers make sense of the marketplace. Um, with that overarching goal in mind, I wanted to understand vendor functionality and then the problems vendors are trying to solve in the IAM space. Um, and then I also wanted to understand drivers customers would have for wanting a specific identity solution. So if you correlate that to key areas, what do you think or what do you consider to be key areas of IAM functionality and, and sort of how are they different or similar to one another? You, know, you sure, mentioned I think, IAM, you mentioned IGA, talk about that. Yep, I think that from a technology standpoint, there are three realms of IAM. Um, there's IGA, Identity Governance and Administration, um, PAM, Privilege Access Management, and then IDAS, Identity as a Service. And right now, vendor functionality seems to fall across um, these three identity realms. Um, but of course, it's not always black and white. There is overlapping functionality across these three identity realms. But largely, that's where vendors seem to fall in terms of functionality. So within these, these uh, realms, as you say, what are the top identity trends that you've come across in the research? Sure, so one trend is market consolidation. Um, and what this means is that vendors are beginning to spread their functionality across the three identity realms. Um, and this is happening through mergers and acquisitions. So for example, um, an IDAS solution might acquire a PAM solution. And then because through that acquisition, it now offers functionality in both the IDAS space and the PAM space. Um, another way that market consolidation is occurring is happening through innovation. So companies have had time to really mature their core offerings um, and handle inefficiencies within their core products. And that's given them bandwidth to 
expand their functionality into other IAM realms and um, capture more of the market. Uh, another trend that I'm seeing in the space is vendors' capabilities are converging. So what this means is that there's less technical differentiation for vendors within the same identity realm. And again, this is happening through mergers and acquisitions and then innovation. For example, an IDAS solution might acquire another IDAS solution. Um, to give a, a specific example, back in May of this year, Okta acquired Auth0. Um, and both of those solutions were IDAS solutions. And through that acquisition, Okta only bolstered its core offerings and um, was able to capture more of the IDAS market. And then again, we're seeing this trend happen through innovation. Uh, like I said before, IAM vendors have had a lot of time to respond to customer demand and be really innovative in what they've offered. And so now from a consumer perspective, the question is less, is the vendor technology the up to par with where the market is today, but does that vendor fit best within my environment and match my custom requirements, which is a great question for consumers to be asking. Right. So if you look at some of the recent mergers and acquisitions, you mentioned Okta as being one of them, right? What I mean, what do you think the most impactful consolidation has been? Or In my opinion, Sure. So in my opinion, I would say um, a really impactful market consolidation that comes to mind was CyberArk acquiring iDaptive back in 2020. CyberArk mm -hmm. back then was a PAM solution and iDaptive was an iDAS solution. And through this acquisition, CyberArk now offers strong functionality in both the PAM and iDAS realm. And this was impactful for a couple of reasons. Um, first, we have you know, an opportunity for consumers to reduce the number of IAM vendors within their environment. Um, if a consumer is looking for PAM and IDAS functionality, they're going to be able to get that through one vendor, CyberArk, and that's going to be more cost-effective and just reduce complexity overall. Um, but another reason why it's impactful is that this has also allowed for unique integration of functionality across the two realms. So with the example of CyberArk, CyberArk now in integrates its CyberArk's identity single sign-on with its, which is part of its IDAS platform with its PAM platform to offer privileged session um, monitoring, reporting and isolation um, on web applications. If you go through CyberArk's identity single sign-on, which is pretty cool and is sort of a harbinger for all of the unique functionality that's gonna come out of this um, market consolidation trend that we're seeing. So you seem to echo at least what I'm hearing from vendors, which is, you know, we now have a platform and, and sort of a one-stop shop for identity. And obviously this is what customers want as well, platform. It, you know, I, I don't know if it's quite a reality yet. Uh, I'd like to know your opinion on um, how long until one of these players does have it all and can check all the boxes and truly does have a platform to meet most requirements. That's a tough question. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a tough question. What I'll say is vendors are making great strides towards achieving this goal. So for example, Okta has stated that in Q1 of 2022, it's going to offer, in addition to its IDAS capabilities, an IGA platform and a PAM platform. Um, and that, while I haven't seen either of those products, um, I'm 
really optimistic for that. And I think it's going to be really cool to see how Okta merges those three products and the, the interacting functionality that it might have there in 2022. Um, and an, another vendor that comes to mind that's moving to, towards this goal is One Identity. One Identity is or was before October of this year, a PAM and IGA platform, mm -hmm. and it acquired OneLogin, which is an IDAS platform. Um, right now, those, you know, it's that that acquisition was pretty recent, and it seems like OneLogin is still operating as a separate product. But um, I'm optimistic that, you know, in the future, vendors are moving towards this goal. You can already see that they've made. The two vendors that I mentioned have made big strides towards achieving this, and I'm pretty excited to see what vendors will have for us in 2022. So knowing that um, there's all of these rapid advancements, changes, consolidations, overlap uh, within technology, how, how do organizations go about selecting sort of the best fit or the best technologies for their IAM programs? How do they do it? On a, on a high level, I would say organizations need to understand, you know, the requirements they have for needing an IAM solution. So, you know, steps they could take are figuring out the use cases they have for wanting a particular IAM functionality, um, understanding current challenges, and then why those challenges occur. To talk a bit more about K-Logic's approach to this question, I was working with the consulting team with the customer that supplied critical infrastructure globally. And they came to us asking us to help them mature their IAM program. Um, the current state of their IAM program was very complex. They had a decentralized environment where offices across the globe acted in silos and had different processes for making IAM decisions. So when K-Logics came in, the first step that we took as part of our approach to consulting is um, was to understand the organization's environment. We did this through talking with global and regional stakeholders. And through those conversations, we gathered their unique challenges for um, with their current IAM systems. Um, we gathered their unique infrastructure requirements. We discovered long-term objectives for their IAM program. And with all of this information, we began to draw a picture of why that organization would need specific IAM functionality. The next step we took was to map the information we gathered in the interview stages to specific IAM functionality requirements we have in our own K-Logix identity database. And then we also added additional requirements that were unique to the customer's environment. And then finally, we distilled all of the information we gathered in the interview stage into high level business and security objectives for wanting an identity solution. And then we were able, we, we were able to map the vendor's capabilities to these objectives to show how the vendors will help that organization achieve their security and business goals. So let me ask you this, when you first engage with organizations, do you get a sense of some of their challenges and other common threads in terms of these challenges? You know, one thing I seem to see oftentimes are organizations are too quick to jump to technology without really understanding the changes they need to make to their program. But what, what's your opinion? Um, well, I would say the, 
first thing that um, programs need to keep in mind um, mm -hmm. it when you know working on their identity program is adopting a forward-thinking approach. Mm -hmm. So not only looking at one, what a company would need today, but what what um, your company will need five to ten years down the line. Um, you know, another um, thing I would recommend for companies to implement is multi-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. I think that's a must for the workforce and for customers. Right. Um, I would also recommend um, it as part of your program to really build in implementing segregation of duties. And this happens through a combination of technology and then policy and procedures. Um, and you know, another, another thing I would recommend is, I know zero trust can be a buzzword in security, but um, to adopt um, you know, a core tenet of zero trust is to constantly verify and reestablishing trust. And that's a really good thing to keep in mind when um, working on your IAM infrastructure. Okay, so speaking of years down the road, I, I'd like to know how you envision the future of identity. Um, I think I've heard twice over the last two days, organizations looking to modernize their identity program and modernize it to make it future-proof. You know, how do you envision the future of identity? Sort of what are you excited about? Maybe what, what you see that could make you nervous? Um, well, in terms of the future of identity, I think identity is only going to grow in importance and relevance. Um, if we just look at the state of security today, we're still dealing with a remote workforce, and it doesn't seem like that is um, a reality that's going to change anytime soon. Um, with that in mind, I'm pretty excited about um, the trend of market consolidation in the identity space. There's so much innovation happening through this uh, through this trend of market consolidation, like the example I gave with Cyberk, and I'm really excited for all of the innovation the vendors are going to give us in the upcoming year. Um, and I think it's going to provide consumers with really good integrated functionality that will strengthen their IAM program. What I'm most nervous about with identity, and this this comes as my perspective as a consumer, but I'm nervous about the protection of my identity and privacy. Businesses have a lot of my personal information, um, and they that gives them, you know, a lot of control over what happens with um, my personal private information. And that's really why I love what I do because through my work and my research with identity here at KLogix, I get to help companies mature their IAM program in ways that I know are both meaningful for the end user and are um, good for the cybersecurity posture of the business. Yeah, I can see why that makes you nervous personally. And um, I, I think that could be an entire topic for another podcast. And I think it, it could be quite interesting as well. Um, but I think that brings us, uh, I think, to the end of the rope here with this podcast. So, Sydney, it was a, a real pleasure having you on. Um, it's, uh, it's really great to see the fundamental understanding that you have over the space. And, you know, we appreciate your time and insight. And uh, I know the folks that listen to this podcast will benefit from everything you've said today. Um, as always, uh, listeners can hear more about this episode as well as other podcasts on our website, kelogicsecurity.com forward slash podcast. Thanks, Sydney. Thanks, Kevin.